All right, Patrick, one week away from the midterms. One Six week. days away. Oh, my God. It's getting it's getting hot here in um, California. I cannot wait so, to see. I don't know do who's any, ahead. Do you have a prediction way. on the uh, L.A. mayoral race yet? Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm not sure the latest polls. Um, Look, I, I think Karen Bass probably wins, I think. Um, you know, the polls this summer, initially – when they had the, um, oh my God, the primaries. I mean, at first it looked like Rick Caruso won significantly, but once you get the mail-in ballots, I think she got, went up, I don't know how many points. Then it was very interesting here all summer long. Rick didn't put any ads out. Now he's back doing a lot of ads. I mean, he certainly seems like he's running. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I think. I haven't heard, um, yeah. That race really hasn't been in the news out here much, right? No. Um, President Obama campaigned for Karen Bass. She's running an ad with By him. By the way, President Obama being sent out to campaign What are your for... thoughts? Listen, I'm an Obama fan. I think he's, you know, smart, smooth, articulate, great orator. I don't think he moves one single vote. I think really? if you look at his history for campaigning for people, they all lose. Like they, they don't do. get over the finish line. He he's known to have a very difficult time getting people over the finish line. So, and, like who does just, anyone come to mind? I'm trying to think. I mean, who else? Well, Hillary Clinton. I mean, for example, in 2016, and then there was there was, you know, I mean, campaign for uh, uh, Martin O'Malley when Hogan won. He, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's been. There's been numerous. Oh, and didn't he come out? Did he come out in the Yunkin race? The Yunkin? Yes. He, he yeah, and that didn't work. heavily for McAuliffe. Uh, and again, the, those results may have been baked in with or without Obama. Okay. I'm just not sure those types of... If you, if you like President Obama, right, for the most part, I think you're already voting for Fetterman. Like I don't, yeah, you know, I, I don't think he's someone that's going to move an undecided. Yeah, I think, I think I think it's so polarizing already. Um, and Obama speaking about kitchen table issues now is a little disingenuous, right? Maybe when he was president and he came from where he came from, it made sense and it. It fit right, you know, he was a you know social worker or community, you know, activist or whatever, and then worked his way up to Senate and so forth. I mean, he's, pr- he's probably worth a hundred million dollars now, right? You know, they he's all got, are, though. He's got houses everywhere, right? Uh, so, can Obama really speak to kitchen table issues, the economy, inflation, crime? Yeah, but they're all rich. I mean, I I think he's he's probably one where at least they weren't like mega millionaires before they you know started. Well, no, and I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, now they are. Yeah, they are now. I mean, for sure. But I don't know. To me, like I still. I think Michelle. I think Michelle Obama would be a better advocate to move an undecided right now yeah. than President Obama. But yeah, but she, you can tell, does not want anything to do with politics. No, but not she, yet. yeah, until she has to, until until Biden <laughs> until she can't run again, or won't run again, or is told not to run again, or realizes that he's actually president, and she'd be awesome. They have no one else 
Michelle Obama, here I come. Oh, I don't know. I feel like she so doesn't want to do it. She hates it so much, I feel like. But you know what? she'd be so good. Raise, raise your hand for the country. Come on, Michelle. <laughs> she'd be awesome. She would win it in a runaway. Um, all right. Well, you think? Yeah, okay, I, I so do. I do. She's, six, she's really credible. Six days out, momentum with the Republicans. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm reading all these things and watching all the news. I'm sure you are, too. Now it looks like. Republicans will pull ahead in a lot of these. They're definitely all right. So Republicans are definitely going to win the House. We've been discussing that for quite a long time now. The question is just by how many. So my official pre-election prediction is they pick up twenty-one House seats. Okay. Okay. Could go up to thirty, thirty-two. But I'm going to stick with 21. I think that the Republicans end up at 51 Senate, Dems 49. I think Fetterman somehow pulls it out. You do? Really? All the polls now say And then he steps down and his wife gets appointed. I think Warnock pulls it out. So... Pennsylvania is a flip to D. Wow. Okay. R. Okay. I think the Republicans pull out Nevada. So that makes it even. That's a flip. I think Ohio, Wisconsin go R. I think the pickup is a shocking upset in Arizona. I think Masters wins the Senate. Carrie Lake wins the governor's race. And the Republicans end up at 51 Senate seats. Okay, I think that's what I had read too. Okay, okay. Real clear politics have the Republicans getting all the way to 53 Senate seats because they have Herschel and they have Oz. See, I think Oz Oz wins by like not much, but I think Oz wins. Yeah, he could win. You know, uh, those four or five races are so close. But, you know, we talked about it. You know, the Nevada senatorial candidate, um, you know, no one gave him a chance. Uh, now make, making a run. Uh, New Hampshire possibly could flip. Uh, Washington State. Washington State. Oh my God! This is what I told you. The West is going to flip. People the West, are, are which tired has been very quiet. here. You're right. I, it's it's funny you say that. That you know. I'll tell you, our neighbors. We've we live next to Angelinos on our street who have who grew born and raised very liberal people. They've had it. They've had it with the homelessness here. They've had it with the crime everywhere you go in this city. Rich neighborhoods, average neighborhoods. People of all different backgrounds and colors are tired of it. They they say five or six years ago in in L.A. you could go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and enjoy a night out with your family. Now these Angelinos are so sick of it. You can't go anywhere in this town at night after dark. You you don't know. People are. This is why I do think Rick could win. People are over it here of all backgrounds. I think there's a quiet. Yes. I think there's a quiet non-polling majority of people who are they've they've had it. And they're I think they are liberal, but they I think they're liberal to a point. And now it's like, you know, we live well, in look at LA. Washington State. Pat Patty Murray in Washington State. She this she's running for a sixth. I believe it's her sixth term. 
So 92, 92, 98, 4, 10, 16. Yeah, 22. So five-time incumbent. I don't believe, other than maybe 2010, which was a tighter race, she's won by eight or more points, all the way up to 18 points at one in one of the years. It's neck and neck in Washington State. They voted for Biden by plus 12, I believe. So that's the underbelly of this, where when I say 21 seats and maybe it could be 45 seats and the Republicans win Pennsylvania, they win Georgia, they win Nevada, they win New Hampshire. Obviously, they win, I believe, Wisconsin, Ohio. And there are 53, 54. Shock. Yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I really wouldn't, I think. And, you know, people now, because of social media, I think they're, I think people have learned. They're not going online. They're not saying how they really feel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, because they, they don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want backlash. They don't. But people are tired of it. And they're silently, like you said, going to vote, I think, in a lot of times, opposite of their political party because they – yeah. Yeah. I think there will be some split ticketing. Like, for example, in Pennsylvania, I think there are Republicans who will vote for Josh Shapiro versus Mastriano, who's very right, very radical, uh, some radical views. And Josh is, you know, very moderate. Uh, I, I do know him. So, full disclosure, I think he's a solid candidate for, for Pennsylvania as the governor. Uh, but then I think those same people will vote for us. Okay. What did you feel of, what did you think of Chuck Schumer being caught on a hot mic saying, oh, um, Fetterman didn't hurt us that badly. Do you think anybody really cares or we just pay attention because we do a political podcast? Yeah, I think we pay attention. I know. He, he did. I believe he said he is concerned about Nevada in that same hot mic, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the thing that could save Fetterman is the 600,000 early votes. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. And that's why they pushed the debate to twenty, the 25th of October. That's why they honestly, my opinion, lied, blatantly lied about the condition of his, of his health. That's why they attacked Dasha Burns because she disclosed what they didn't want out, that he was having cognitive issues. He was struggling interpreting what someone was saying. Uh, I don't know if you saw the interview he did with Don Lemon the other day. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Uh, answering a question about Elon Musk owning Twitter. Um, you know what's interesting? T- t- changing from politics for a second. Okay. Elon Musk. Maybe the most innovative oh, person. Keep going. I know where you're going with this. Keep going. Today. Who championed um electric vehicles which clearly the liberals and the dems love right climate change he's probably done more to fight climate change than any single person on earth maybe and i don't say that lightly right yet because he owns twitter the libs dems hate him oh and they're beside themselves beside themselves but that's typical dems that, that, that that like come on right it's so funny i have a guy who i fight with on on like Direct messaging. He he owns Tesla. He owns all Tesla, and then he's like, like "Stop!" If you ha- if you haven't seen the bias 
the censorship, and again, technically not censorship because Twitter can censor. They're a private company or a publicly traded company. They're not the government. Uh, listen, I don't know what Elon's going to do. He may tear it apart, destroy it. He may lose $40 billion, whatever. But the the the, 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 the fake outrage about, or the, maybe not even fake outrage. Oh my God, all of, all of them. Of you know, Musk I mean, owning Twitter is utterly hysterical. It's just like Luke Bryan. I don't know if you saw Luke yes, Bryan, charity out. concert in Florida for hurricane victims. He brings up the governor of Florida, who, by the way, did a fantastic job handling the hurricane pre and post wildly popular in Florida governor. And he gets like shit on because he brought up Ron DeSantis on the stage. If that's any other Hollywood star, if that's Taylor Swift and she brings up AOC, no one says a freaking word, right? Like, that's what people is, are tired of. I, I know. Yeah, well, that's believe, what I'm Yeah, that's where you're getting. I silent. believe people are tired of that, that stuff. I really do. I and I don't know if it's measurable. I don't think it's going to move an election, but people are tired of that. Like just Bill Maher this week did an amazing nine minutes on uh, Halloween costumes. How BuzzFeed calls him. He called him Buzzkill came out and said, these are the 15 costumes you should not wear. And it was everything from Jeffrey Dahmer to like cultural appropriation to, you know, uh, Handmaid's Tale to, and he's like, other than putting blackface on, you should be able to wear any costume you want. Like what? It's Halloween. You're supposed to be something you're not. It's so, it's, and he's like, where is this coming from? And, oh uh, God! I want to read this list. Like, what else though? But don't you think? Oh, uh, it was. Um, well, you, like certainly, you, you know, you can't be a mar- you can't be like a member of a mariachi band if you're white. You can't be, you know, even you know. I mean, it was like Handmaid's Tale that Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, see, I wouldn't uh, have really. They they okay. See, I would have thought Jeffrey know, Dahmer was appropriate. You can't dress as a woman if you're not truly a transgender. Oh, that's like, crazy. It was just okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, but it I mean, was I, like, don't, I don't think people should be wearing like. I mean, I think we're beyond the point, right? Of of you know, dressing up as Native American, like dressing up as an Indian, right? I mean, I think I think to me that's a little offense. Like it is, I don't know. I don't find that like a Halloween costume. If you were doing a reenactment, that might be different. But and then of course, obviously not blackface. I'm trying to think of what no, else. No, you be can't offensive. do blackface. Obviously, uh, you know, but like I don't know. Could you be a cheerleader? As yeah. A, like, I mean, could you be you know? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I get the point he was making is that it has gone so over the top in the sensitivity and the political correctness, whether you can't call it that even anymore, or the, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it, he was, um, it was pretty well done though, but, um, but uh, so we'll see. Six days away. Six days away. Crazy. It's going to be, it's just so interesting. We won't know six days from now because, you know, Pennsylvania will keep counting until uh, uh, Fetterman wins. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Uh, I I don't know that he's going to win, but maybe you're right. You know, those early um, ballots may make all the difference. Um, Now, how did you feel about this, though? President, former President Trump in Texas 
certain certainly alluding to I will probably run in 2024. What do you give? Do you give that any merit? Um, He's not running. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with. I have to stick with what I've said. I keep saying he's not running. I think he has too many legal issues, too many things he has done wrong. I think he is a narcissist, in my opinion. I don't think he'll want to lose again, which he will. Uh, and I do think if Ron DeSantis, don't you think if DeSantis came out against? I think I mean, Trump's going to decide to so-called be kingmaker. He's going to endorse DeSantis. And I think he's going to claim that it's because of him that the country is moving back to the Republicans and DeSantis and yada, yada, yada. And again, I may be obviously, as I usually am, totally wrong. And um, well, he may run. I, I just – the thing he does have going for him, there's no Democrat outside of Biden who beat him and very closely beat him on the electoral side. I would be nervous if Newsom was running against Trump, that Trump could win. I'd be nervous Kamala Harris would oh, lose to yeah, Trump. Yeah. I would be nervous that Pritzker from Illinois would lose to Trump. I would be nervous that the candidates who, who could be the alternative to a Biden – all may not beat him because they're all too liberal, too progressive. And the one thing Biden had going, well, I should say the two things. He One, he wasn't Trump. And two, he was perceived to be somewhat moderate his, his, you know, historically. So that allowed, I think, people from Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin to vote for him. I don't believe Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin vote for Gavin Newsom. So I, I don't they think, would need somebody uh, yeah. who is a so-called moderate. Um, or maybe a Trump does win because of the way the Electoral College is set up. So, uh, I, you know, mm. I, I, let's see if he you know, is he going to get indicted. You know, where, where, you know, a lot of lawsuits, a lot of things. If, you know. Clearly, nothing's going to happen pre-election. If he gets it, if the DOJ indicts him for for the classified documents and Mar-a-Lago and all that stuff in January of next year or February of next year, and it's a legit case, he's done. Um, he won't run again. He won't run again. Um, but if that thing fizzles and they don't indict, it may embolden him to run again. I don't know. Okay, before we move on to some other political things and then talk sports, I did want to circle back to Twitter. Um, yes. Okay, so Elon Musk is talking about charging for that blue check. Would you pay $8 no. a month? Me personally? Yeah. No, probably not. Okay. I, I do have a blue check. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Maybe $4 a month. I would <laughs> consider it. <laughs> okay. Know, it'll be interesting what companies do like so like you know like a fox or a washington post or politico who all their people are blue checked you know you know i i think what musk is saying is that they'd give priorities to the blue checks in terms of yeah yeah i think your tweet but you'd have seen. to go through you'd have to go through a brief verification process 
you know, it would cut maybe cut down on misinformation and bots, excuse me, and all this other stuff. We'll see. Uh, Any other thoughts on Twitter before we talk? Um, I want to know your thoughts. I don't care enough about Twitter, and I don't care enough. If Elon Musk wants to own Twitter, own tw- the outrage is it's it's hysterical. It's really hysterical. Um, I, to me, the surprises are, and again, we'll see on election day. Real quick, I think the the amount that DeSantis wins by, the amount that Abbott wins by, and I believe the amount that Kemp wins by, will be much more than everyone thought going into these races, especially Kemp over Abrams. I think Kemp beats Abrams four or five, three, four or five points easily. Um, oh, that's going to be interesting. And then what happens next for her political? But maybe, what, maybe she's... I, she... Listen, you're never done in politics because somebody can nominate her as a VP or a cabinet member or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but right, right. to me, she, you know, well, maybe behind the scenes, she becomes really. Uh, she's but obviously in terms been of very an electable, influential. And in terms of an electable main candidate, I think she's toast. And I also think you lose credibility. Like you can't. You're a two-time loser. Like just two-time loser. And it's Beto, like Beto, I guess Beto. Beto yeah, well, Beto be, might be the same thing. Yeah. Beto now, listen, say what you want about Abrams, but at least she stands for something. Something she believes in. You know, whether it's you know voter suppression or. You know, certainly systemic racism. She has some real causes. Beto has nothing. Beto's just a pot smoking, alleged pot smoking, I should say. Let me get, I'll get in trouble here. But what what has Beto ever done? I mean, Stacey's at least accomplished attorney. Uh, I believe she was, was she district attorney? No, what was her? Uh, I don't remember, but. She had, she had a big position, you know, was she, um, uh, I can't remember off the top okay. of my head, but yeah, listen, she's, co- she, she, she's accomplished, you know, attorney, uh, you know, on the forefront of voter suppression. She's uh, a lawyer, again, voting rights act- activist, uh, author who served in the Georgia House of Representatives from 2007 to 2017 serving as the minority leader from 2011 to 2017, mm-hmm. member of the Democratic Party, Abrams founded Fair Fight Action, an organization to address voter suppression in 2018. So my so, point is yeah, she's, she's not completely done because she has some history. Beto, toast, goodbye, Beto. Like you're, you're, a, you're a nobody, goodbye. Well, um, all right. Well, let's let's switch gears. Any thoughts? I mean, you know, obviously it was terrible what's happened to Paul Pelosi. I think we probably yes. don't even know the extent really of his injuries. He remains in the hospital recovering. It's going to be a slow recovery, sounds like. I mean, he's 82. What a wild story out of San Francisco. I mean, yeah. I cannot imagine – I just can't imagine – Look, I don't know. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I said this to you. If I, if I were worth hundreds of millions of dollars and not in politics, I would have full time security living at my house all the time. You are, I, you I, you know you're to a me, target. It's 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 unfathomable how he had no actual security at the house. I mean, listen, his wife is Speaker of the House, third in line for the presidency. He has been in the news with, again, alleged some sort of insider trading thing. He's been in the news with his DUI. They're high profile, worth a ton of money. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, the, it's he's just lucky a weird he's story. And then all yeah. the conspiracy theories came out that he knew the guy's name. Why didn't he call 911? Or when he called 911, like, 
they've all been pretty much debunked. Uh, they don't know why. I think they're still investigating. He said he wanted really to get Nancy, uh, the speaker, to tie her up or something. Uh, so, you know, oh my God, they're still I looking know. at motive, more motive and, and, research, and how did he get in and all that stuff. I just don't understand how you don't have a, you know, blasting siren. <laughs> a panic room. I can't believe their bedroom. You know, I don't know. To me, I, look, like I said, I, not famous. If I was just worth $200 million, I would just, I'd be like, oh, I'm a target. Like once people find this out, you know. Especially in San Francisco. I mean, I, I saw the configuration of their house. Looks like a gorgeous house, obviously. But it's, you know, again, I, I'm not real familiar with San Francisco. But, you know, these these multi-million dollar houses are like on main streets. Like it looks like it's just on a corner. Like when you're walking by the sidewalk, you could almost look into the house like where the where he came in. Uh, look like a like an oval floor to ceiling window where you can look in, do- like doors and windows combined. So, um, it, yeah. yeah, crazy story. Uh, you know, hit with a hammer. Uh, was in stable condition. They say he'll recover. Uh, but yeah, crazy, crazy story out of uh, very, out of very crazy. Um, what's your take though on you know this is kind of put Capitol Police again in the um, forefront, you know, basically saying do all these politicians now because of the radicalized, all kinds of people across the country who are radicalized, you know, do they all need security? I mean, you've seen over the years, even Mitt Romney, right, fly back and forth to Utah. I mean, he'll be in an airport by himself sitting there. Of course, I'm from Maine. I'll see Angus King. You'll see Susan Collins. I mean, they are so vulnerable in this really charged political time. And it does seem to me a little crazy that Angus King, Susan Collins can be sitting next to you by themselves on an airplane when you know how a lot of people feel about Susan Collins. I mean, I do think they should be getting political. They should be getting a security detail. Everybody that's in maybe the House and, you know, the Senate or maybe just the Senate. I don't know. I believe the Speaker of the House's husband should have security detail. Maybe a sitting senator's husband, like a one immediate family member, but that would be maybe, you know, I guess they're federal, so it wouldn't be state police. Um, yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, you're only talking, you know, hundreds, but you know, you're talking 435 Congress people. It gets where does it end in terms of security? Okay, well, I, I, I do think it's interesting though. And again, tragic, terrible that it occurred. It does give Republicans another narrative, right? That even the speaker's husband is not safe in his home or their home in San Francisco. Um, So uh, the Washington Metro, um, you know, the the, the WMATA, as it's called here, the Washington Metro Authority, Authority, uh, uh, Transit Association. Gosh, I couldn't get that. I have a new new head of it, new president. Okay. And um, uh, Paul Wedef, I think you pronounce his name, Wedefield, retired some time ago, and they hired this new gentleman. Last name's Clark. And um, he's been very open, very transparent, very public. Okay. About 
what's wrong with the metro, what needs to be fixed. All right. They need money. Tell and, us what. He was in, he was interviewed by Axios, <clears throat> and it was interesting. So they asked him, like, what is your biggest concern? Right out of the gate, way, way too much violence on the metro. Way too much violence. And, you know, when you have the governor of New York in a debate and then interviews after debate saying that Republicans are making the concern about violence more of an issue than it is, they should be voted out. Like, she is, I'm switching gears here, but the only reason Kathy Hochul may win is because she's a Democrat. I, like, only reason. Okay. For her to say that violence isn't as real of an issue as Republicans are making it out to be is just completely out of touch of what's going on. Does it? Does crime today reach historic proportions in New York? No. Or D.C.? No. Nor should it. But it's up and it's scary and it's random and it's moved into areas where you don't normally see crime, right? You know, people are thinking twice where they would have easily at 12 midnight rode the subway in New York or the metro state or the metro in D.C. Now they're thinking twice. Right. So for him to say that violence is the number one issue or number one concern that he has. That's really going on in all these cities, all these areas. And, um, you know, it's just a different mindset. It just is. I mean, D.C. had two shootings last week right in Navy Yard at, at nice restaurants, right outside nice restaurants. Right. So. You know, to say that it's not a not as serious of an issue as people perceive it or Republicans want you to perceive it is just, I think, a, a mistake. Yeah. And the only reason she's going to win is because it's New York and it's heavily Democratic. If she was running in any purple state, she would she would be losing for sure. I mean, she didn't even like she was put in after obviously Cuomo left. So sure. uh, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. I think. Um, well, and I mean, it, okay, this, this, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I always feel like all these trends have real tipping points, you know, and it's like, I think, I think, you know, the past five years, we, we had a real shift to the progressive side. We had a real social change and a lot of that was really good. Then it kind of went so far, you know, and now I think we're going to tack way right um and how far that goes i don't know but it's you know and look we had we had president trump who was certainly conservative but you know trump didn't get anything done i mean very few things done very few things and it was such a clusterfuck that whole administration so no i don't i don't necessarily just agree with you on that especially the first two years i really don't well, really what did don't. he? I mean, okay, obviously they did a Middle East. You know, Jared Kushner think, was very I think, successful I think, in that. I think a lot of the deregulation. I think the tax cuts helped the economy, and people say it was for the rich. You know, again, you could debate that all you want, but businesses were thriving under his first two, two and a half, three years. I mean, you admitted pre-COVID. I mean, I'm talking January pre-COVID. You said yourself there was no way he loses. No way. 
Oh, well, that, I mean, yeah, no, I think that was true for sure. I think if he had shown any. Do I think the president, like, do I think President Biden is getting blamed for a lot that he has no control of? Inflation is 10.7% in Europe, right? Inflation is a worldwide issue right now. Energy prices are a worldwide issue. Do I think Biden's compounded that? And do I think he's focused on issues? And and did we need, you know, a multi-trillion dollar giveaway boondoggle called the Inflation Reduction Act? No, no, but. Well, I mean, I I like what Biden has done. I mean, you know, so far, you know, I mean, he has done a lot of things. He did. What has he done? Okay, well, no one likes the way that he left Afghanistan, but we are out of Afghanistan after 20 years. And, you know, the reality of it. It was terrible. It was terrible. It wasn't. I agree. It wasn't planned. It was terrible. I agree. It was bad. But, I mean, that's been 20 years. Come on, 20 years. How many Americans have died? No no one's debating we should have got. I agreed. Time to get out. Time to get out. At least he did that. It wasn't good. Okay, but listen, saying you're going to do something, and then acting on it without a plan and real execution is part of being a leader, right? Like you can't just do it and then, ah, we did it. No, here's the thing. I I told you doing what I do, I see a ton of political ads from around the country. Okay. Very few. And when I say very few, I'm making this percentage up, but 2% of the ads I see are running on things Biden has done. Not even running on the infrastructure bill, which was bipartisan. They're not running on the Inflation Reduction Act. They're not running on, they're running on abortion and anti-democracy. And this guy's radical or right wing or she's a nut job or th- those are the no, ads. That's a good point. I mean, I, I do think the Biden- So if, they, if these things were so good- They'd be running on them. They're not. They're not. Wow. I I don't know why. I mean, that's a great point. I don't know why they're not running. I mean, you know, I know the student loan thing is still a mess, but at least he's like, he's doing something towards that. The infrastructure bill. I mean, look, you drive the roads. All of our roads need, I mean, that's long been, we need that. I mean, that's a positive thing. Listen, it was Um, great. But you know what? You had the infrastructure bill. Then you obviously had the COVID relief bill. Then you... They should have stopped. The Inflation Reduction Act was a complete climate change boondoggle that is honestly going to accomplish nothing regarding reducing inflation. Okay. So the problem with the Democrats is they don't know when to stop. They don't manage. Right. And he's trying to appease progressives with that. Then he's trying. Listen, it's a hard job to be president. It's very hard. Yes. Very hard. True. Um, all right. Well, let's talk some sports. A um, lot going on in sports. Uh, Craziness. Philadelphia okay. is the Philadelphia is the uh, center of the sports world right now. Eagles are eight, uh, uh, seven and zero. Okay, looking to be eight and zero Thursday night against the Texans. The Phillies are two up, two to one up against the uh, Houston Astros oh. for the World Series. Okay, I, I yeah, you know, I lived in Philly. I'm rooting for the Phillies. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll say it on blue in this face, a sixth place team in a, uh, a league, the national league, they finished sixth. They were the last playoff team, sixth place, only won 87 games. 
should not be playing for the championship. They just shouldn't. If if that's what you're going to have, then just have two separate things. Have a regular season champ, the Dodgers, or the, or the regular season champ, give them a trophy, and then have a tournament because that's what you're having now. You're having a three-and-a-half-week tournament to determine out of 12 teams who can play best for the three-and-a-half, four weeks, not for an entire eight-month baseball season. So, you know, it is – call it what it is. They're not the best team. They're playing the best now. They're not – they're going to be World Series champs most likely. Okay. I think I think they, they're on a roll right now. But it is what it is. There, there, there are three, four week. They're like the World Cup. They're a four week champion. They're like the NCAA tournament. Four weeks. They may, you know, the NCAA champion in basketball, in many cases, is not the best team from the season. Same thing in hockey. You get a hot goaltender. You win the Stanley Cup. Doesn't mean you're the best team. You're the best team for that that tournament. And I keep going back to international soccer, but that's why I love it so much. The regular season champ wins the Premier League. They, then within that, you have the Champions League tournament. You have the Europa League tournament. You have the FA Cup. You have the, the League Cup. All individual tournaments, and then you win trophies. And it's how many trophies in a season can we win? That's how they're measured. I want three trophies or four trophies. And – Maybe U.S. sports needs to do that. The Dodgers should have gotten a trophy for being uh, to win, for winning 111 games. Yeah, that's the Phillies huge. will get the World Series trophy. Um, what about in football? Anything- uh, you sound bored with that. You, you, you <laughs> did, did I lose you at some point? You were like zoning out. How could you out. tell? How could you? I was like. Was it that obvious? I know you don't listen to me. No, I I like all your thoughts except for when we get to sports and then I've gotten – I do kind of glaze over. Dan Dan would appreciate that. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. All right. I I know nothing about – I really know nothing about baseball. Maybe from now on when we talk sports, Dan should sit in Really? It'll become the Dan – Oh, the Dan Patrick show. There you go. Like like ESPN. It's kind of fun. But you kind of have a new knockoff. Oh, my God. Um, It's true. I really (laughs) – Don't follow it. I literally saw it on your face. You were like, it sounded good. Um, Once you got into the Dodgers and 100 games. Anyway, um, all right. Well, what about football? I do tend to like football a little bit more. College football. Let's go. I'm mad. I'm mad. About what? What about it? So last night was the first of a series, you know, weekly now, the playoff top 25. So it's week seven. I guess we're at week eight. So they unveil the NCAA uh, committee. This is determined who are the top four teams that get to play in the national semifinal and the final. It's soon to go to 16 and I think two years, but right now it's only four teams. And last night it was Tennessee number one, which they should have been. Okay. Undefeated, 8-0, beat Alabama, uh, have other signature wins. Uh, so number one. Number two was surprisingly Ohio State. Don't love it. Okay. But they did play Notre Dame first game of the year. It's turned out Notre Dame's not great this year, but they didn't know that going in. And they beat Penn State. <clears throat> Number three, Georgia, defending national champs. Haven't really played anybody great yet. Um, they do still have to play Tennessee this coming weekend in Georgia. So we'll see. Uh, obviously, if they win that game, they'll probably move to number one. And then 
Clemson, number four. How Clemson's number four? Don't understand it. Michigan, five. Alabama with one loss of six. And my favorite, TCU. All right. At A&O, number seven. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's week one. It'll all play out, but it's fun to uh, opine on the uh, the, the uh, what I believe are some inconsistencies with with that. Uh, NFL is going strong. Okay. And um, they haven't fired Josh McDaniels out yet from the Raiders, uh, although you're, you're campaigning. How? <laughs> how have they not? You're on a campaign. Bill, all of Bill Belichick's ex assistant coaches who become head coach too, yeah. have sucked. Trust me, he's so weird. Why do you think that is? The greatest, maybe the greatest coach of all time, but he's certainly no Bill Parcells, Bill Walsh, like he has no the the pedigree of his coaches. Maybe that's just because he makes every decision. Like I, I don't, I don't know, but there's some something's not transferring to his assistants to help them make great Mm -hmm. coaches. Not like these other, you know, so-called, you know. If you fire follow the pyramid of the Shanahan's and the Parcells and the and the and the Bill Walsh's and so forth, um, much much better. So um, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But um, all right. There, right. I mean, a lot of hot sports takes. Okay. Um, what Patrick. else? Anything? Are we missing well, any pop, pop um, culture? Any? Well, I mean, Kanye, of course, Kanye's a mess. Kanye's by, by definitely Ka- canceled. Kanye. Yeah, by Kanye. Was, Good. I mean, it, it was time. Enough with Kanye, Enough. right? Enough. Guy's such an asshole and, you know, completely racist, then tries to make it like he's not. It's it's so and foolish. Ky- for Kyrie all these Irving. Country. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, what's the deal? Know, so he was promoting. Star, star for, the, for the Brooklyn Nets retweets uh, about a movie, and I apologize, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but a very anti-Semitic uh, movie. Uh, I believe it was from 2018, the movie. Uh, NBA doesn't suspend him. The coach gets fired because they're not playing well. Like, enough of Kyrie to, like, he sat out half the year. Like, like I'm tired of all these, like, enough. Like, you wonder how the, long they'll the way, tolerate the NBA, him. The NBA is very inconsistent and weak how they handle. The players run that league. That's it. They're the only league where the players run. That's it. LeBron well, runs the league. Kyrie, like all these stars, run the league. Coaches are are afterthoughts. Uh, and they're complete hypocrites. I mean, they come out and they campaign on everything, but of course, they'll never talk about China and Chinese, uh, right. you know, exactly. hu- yeah. you know, human rights there because, of course, China is like the biggest, you know, it, it yeah. takes in NBA. It's so it's I don't listen to any of those players, those guys. I don't. Yeah, they're like them, Hollywood people, right? They're total hypocrites. How they come out and what they want you to live versus how they live, and they're you know. It, I don't know how long they tolerate Kyrie Irving. Is he an amazing, amazing player? I mean, is that why? Because he, he wins was. so much, they put I mean, up with is, it. He was, uh, you know, I think his uh, his skills have diminished a little bit. I guess I don't follow the NBA very closely. So I don't either. I could. I'm care not. Less. I'm not. Uh, so uh, our new show. Well, we have two new shows. Lion yeah. Lunch Hour on Friday had Jamel Hill in the house. Oh, I saw those pictures. I was going to ask you yeah. how she, why she was at Fox five. So she did the so DMV she zone. Promote her. She, she was obviously she was, she was here to promote her book and she was on good day between 10 and 11. And then she stayed to be part of uh uh lion lunch hour, which was fantastic. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And 
And um, yeah, so moving forward. Love it. All right. The shows are All looking right, great, Sarah. Patrick. Where do people so follow you? So next Wednesday, yes. maybe we'll have some results. I know. Do we have any? Um, I mean, a lot of your reporters are election experts. Should we have any election? Yeah, we'll have somebody else Tom? on who knows what they're talking about other than, you know, Fitzgerald be on? Okay. All right. Where can people follow <laughs> All right. You? So hold on. 21, 51, 49. That's the prediction. I don't think... Okay. I don't think we'll know. We certainly won't know that next week because I think the Georgia race goes to a runoff. So I think it'll be 50-49, same like it was in 2020. Okay. With the Georgia Warnock Herschel runoff, we'll decide it, and we'll see. But all right, we'll see All right, you next Sarah, week. I'll see okay. you next week. Bye, Patrick. Bye. Bye.